Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> It's been a it's been a day, man. How about you, Danny? Yeah, it's definitely been a day. Been a week, in fact. Yeah, I, already. It's only Tuesday. Oh, you know, now you're making my head hurt worse than it already is. <laughs> um, right. Well, you know, it's one of those nights where after a full day of of working at the brewery and coming home and then cooking dinner, and my wife is at Bible study that I'm also trying to get the kitchen cleaned up and get kids in showers and to bed. And here we are. <laughs> it's definitely a full day. Uh, very much so. And, uh, you know, it's interesting taking on the life of like a job outside of the home and then coming in and still doing a lot of the same things that I was doing prior to just being like solely mm -hmm. a stay-at-home dad. And uh, I find it that it's uh, quite poignant that this is this is kind of where things are because our guest tonight is definitely in that same boat. <laughs> so I was... Yeah, that's uh, true. I, yeah, I mean, he's... You know, Joe has gone through a lot of the same things that, uh, that I'm dealing with. And, and he and I bounced things off of each other as far as ranting and venting and whatnot to each other. So, which is good, you know, you get it, get it off your chest. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where things are. So like, I'm still in the process of getting my oldest to bed. He's slowly taking his time dealing with his shower and whatnot, but I got one down one's in bed. So I'll take 50%. For, yeah, I was going to uh, say you're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Living on a prayer. <laughs> it's how I feel right there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. How, uh, how was the, the week? Uh, you know, I think, um, being in management is, uh, is a, a little bit easier in some ways and it's a little more difficult in some ways. Uh, just agree. The, the kids being in school and activities after school and them forgetting things at home and, or, you know, whatever it might be, it's, it seems like they're home as much as they ever were. But, uh, I think with four kids, it probably just, just happens only if one of them does it a day, that's <laughs> still, still a lot going on. So yeah. it's been all right though. We've had some, uh, had some school, uh, I shouldn't say school, but some, uh, uh, responsibility issues with, uh, getting work done for school and projects done and, it's been an ongoing thing for the last, uh, let's see, five, six, seven years yeah. that I go to my kids and I say, did you do your homework? Do you have any ongoing projects? Do you have any long-term projects we need to be doing a little bit on every day? And with my older kids, especially because they are um, um, gifted kids, which means maybe they're a little more intelligent, but they're definitely more emotional. 
Yes. Uh, they that respond one of those. very, very poorly to busy work. Yes. So I have to ask them regularly, do you have any busy work that is not getting done that you need to be doing that you need to turn in or something like that? I said, look, I will find whatever I need to motivate you. I mean, if it's because like with my oldest, we, it was really easy. He said, okay, you get all A's, bring all your grades up to an A and we'll buy you a cheeseburger. Oh, that's right. I he remember that all over it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, now it's my 13 year old and he's kind of just slipping cogs there. So it's just been a little of that, a little bit of everything. And then um, I think the biggest part, which I don't really want to talk about too much, but I probably will more than I want to, um, is uh, my 10-year-old has, um, we know he probably has ADHD. We haven't had him diagnosed. That's still in the works. Yeah. But he's possibly on the spectrum a little. Okay. And uh, he has uh, um, uh, control issues with his emotions. He, he really can't. Um, I've talked about this before, but basically there's a, there's a yellow zone. I mean, green zone where you're, everything's good. You can communicate, everything's going great. And there's a red zone where you're in crisis and you can't communicate and your emotions are controlling you in the middle is that yellow zone. Yep. And it's kind of that, Oh, I'm starting. My emotions are starting to build up. And with, uh, with myself also, um, but with a lot of kids with ADHD and they're on the spectrum, there's no yellow zone. It's just nothing. You go from everything's fine to your way over there. And he has had some issues getting a little physical in mm. the past. And, you know, we have a constant refrain of keep yourself to yourself. That's rule number one. And we don't express our emotions with our physical self. That's just hands down. And we don't do that. You yeah. Know? Um, and he was getting they were playing a game about grabbing people's hats at the bus stop and he told one of the kids to stop grabbing his hat so all the kids started grabbing his hat mm-hmm. and he told one of the kids i'll throw you in the throw you in the ground throw you on the ground if you don't stop and they didn't stop and so he grabbed one of them and threw him on the ground and he warned that, him. they weren't hurt they weren't <laughs> hurt there was nothing everything was okay but um the parents were of the because they go to the bus stop across the street were um were uh, understandably i think upset we were definitely upset um but to see your little kid get knocked on the ground for and i think she's seven maybe so it's really really especially with your first child it's just really just 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 really hits you hard when you see them get hurt for any reason and so long story a little shorter at least they said that uh he can no longer be at the bus stop with them. He has to wait at our house until the bus shows up and then he can run over and get on the bus. And that's fine. Because they were taking his hat. Well, his response was inappropriate. I mean, he threw this kid on the ground. He didn't like, you know, who accidentally knock him down. He physically grabbed them and threw them down and he's bigger than they are. And, you know, there's, there are rules. Their consequences. I think we have a better way to put it. And he knows you're not allowed to touch people. You're not allowed to show your emotions physically. That's not how we operate. And he understands, but my heart's kind of broken. It's been really tearing me up that I have to, I send one of my kids runs across the street and they go over and play tag and climb trees and kick the ball around and have all this fun. And, and uh, my 10 year old has to stand in our driveway and and just wait for the bus. And it just, I don't know. I'm big hearted about things and it's just really breaks my heart. It just yeah. does. I hate to, I, hate, I mean, there, it's not wrong. It's, it is what it is. If you'd seen the video of him 
throwing that kid on the ground like I did, you would probably understand a lot better. Um, yeah, so that's been really kind of pushing me, but I really, and it ties in again for tonight. It really helped me to understand a little bit more the issues that people have with kids that are more fully on the spectrum um, where we used to call, you know, we're autistic, let's say kids with special needs that go into more emotional and uh, mental issues dealing with anything can be difficult. So I, 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 I wish I didn't learn that lesson. Because again, it breaks my heart, but the reality of it is, is he's likely there. And this is something we need to watch out for and learn yeah. about, you know, get educated about. So, I don't know if I'm quite on the same page with that, but I mean, it, you know, one parenting style towards them is, you know, they don't always have to be the same. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I just from what you're saying, and I wasn't there, but I guess for me, like, like I, I would lean more on the side of like, what, at what point is it considered uh bullying towards your son that that the what these kids were doing and how you know he's being penalized for yes he stood up for himself because they didn't you know agree i mean maybe it wasn't the the right action but i don't know yeah i i don't know man it's like a, think I, about if he if he'd hit somebody they were just trying to grab his hat and playing around he got upset and punched somebody I mean, did he ask for it back? Uh, his hat, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, if he's saying, you know, don't touch my hat, they touch his hat and he punches them. They entered his space that's... after he said, don't do it. I mean, to me, that's standing up for yourself. <laughs> I don't see that the other way. I think that's, uh... that's that's for me, like that, this is a whole nother can of worms. But honestly, like for me, like I feel like that's one of the things that, is kind of gone sideways with society in a way is that like you can say no to somebody and the other person can still do something in a bullying fashion. And when the person who's being bullied stands up for themselves, they're in the wrong, even though like they, you know, they tried to say, Hey, I don't like this. I don't want you to do this. The other person still does it. So then there's a, you know, natural consequence out of it. But then, the person who delivered the consequence is the one that's in trouble. And it's, I don't know, to me that I just don't see how the other side of that, like there's no, there's absolutely no uh, reprimanding for that yeah. other person type of deal. I get so. what you're saying. I understand it. But I think if you'd seen the situation and I'm his dad, like, I get it. No, it's yeah. a, it's an overreact. He overreacted. He, you know, it wasn't like they were yanking his hat off and running away with it or throwing it in the gutter or anything like that. They were just reaching up and touching it. And that that's not right. And you are correct in the parents should talk to those kids as well, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough provocation, you know, to grab somebody and throw them on the ground like that. It just wasn't. It was an overreaction. It was too, and it's it's the difference between, um, you know, somebody's, you know, with kids, it's always interesting, um, pushing you around or whatever. And as an adult, yeah, I know exactly what to do. Little kids, they don't always know what to do, even if we've taught them what to do and trained them what to do and told them what to do. Um, so maybe he could have gone and talked to the mom and said, "Hey, they keep grabbing my hat." Maybe he could have come back to the house and told me. Lots of different things that he could have done. But, were the parents there when it was happening? Yeah, at least the mom was. They were inside. They have a camera out there. So 
Oh, they, okay. I don't know if they were watching it live, but they they definitely had the recording. So it was caught it. on like a ring yeah. camera or whatever. Yeah, some security camera of some kind. Yeah, yeah. But it's just interesting. Okay, you know, it, it really is. It was an overreaction by him because he's very emotional, and he doesn't have that lag between um, green and red, basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that honestly, you know. It's it's definitely that's definitely a sad situation for sure. Um, I think that the fact that we've got Joe coming on tonight, we can definitely I'm sure we're going to discuss some aspects of what it's like to to be mm-hmm. a parent and you know having he knows more than me for sure. He's he's uh <laughs> he's definitely a, a well learned man that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to talk with uh, Joe Saladino here in a moment uh, about uh, him working for the nonprofit uh, Dad's Move, and then also we're going to talk with him about a little bit of the uh, the beer share coming up too at Home DadCon. So, uh, so we'll be right back with uh, with Joe Saladino. Become a member of the National At Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support, connecting with households where Dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate. And you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world by advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At Home Dad Network Challenge Coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So, what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Hey, welcome back. And uh, like we said, we have Joe Saladino with us. You guys all know him. Come on. And if you're new to the show, well, by the end of the show, you'll know who Joe is. Uh, he, he's uh he's both a great guy to know and uh also could be your worst nightmare depending on how things are but for the most part he's awesome i don't know i don't know i'm just I talking i don't know i think i've ever even had an inkling that that might be true i mean if he starts dress. following you around to like take pictures of you i don't know like... are you a closet <laughs> badass Joe? i'll you take it three black belts and one brown <laughs> there you go and then a cream color to wear in the summer i don't know I have a certain set of skills. Let's just put it that way. He does have nice. a certain set of skills. Nice. That is for sure. Joe, I do want to say I told, uh, just mentioned to my wife, you know, that you were coming on the show and she knew who you were. So yes. as to, long as the wives know, I don't really care otherwise. Like yeah, they as are long more as the wives know and are happy with it. I'm happy. 
Mm-hmm. All I said was I was talking to Joe tonight and she goes, I bet you're talking about beer, aren't you? <laughs> I was well, like, well, exclusively. I was like, but... not completely, but I'm sure it's going to be a topic that gets discussed at some point. <laughs> it happens. It happens for sure. It, it doesn't have to happen, guys. Oh, OK. We can get past this. Well, I had a, I had a package show up today <laughs> in the mail and it was from uh, one Mr. Paul Gordon. And uh, I was I Already called jealous. my. I called my wife up and jokingly said, leave that box alone. And she said, I, 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 don't worry. She's like, I'm not going to drink all of your bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do you know it's bourbon? She's like, it's a box from Paul. What do you think? You think I don't know what comes to, <laughs> comes that we way? We all like, know. All right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. She, uh, so she, she, she knows who you guys are. That's <laughs> when it comes yeah. to talking to different people. So, but yeah, man, you've been a you've been a busy guy, Joe, uh, since the last time we talked to you, because uh, you you've traveled some, you uh, you picked up a Gosh. a new job. Yeah, when was the last time we talked? It was before Home DadCon in Phoenix, because we were talking about the Ooh. beer share. Ooh, so yeah. I thought it was it was after Home DadCon in Phoenix. What? I thought, or was it after? I yeah, because we know. got together about something just for a matter quick, it's been a while some, yeah it's been a yeah, hot minute no, so it's been yeah. a while yeah as the kids say um, it's been a hot minute <laughs> yeah what do you want to know about where should i go with this i mean your, your new job yeah new first job. and foremost we and are curious about the podcast new job. yeah too. definitely it, new podcast well with, which goes with the job so perfect mm-hmm. um so new job i actually have because of home dad con let's just put that right out there that's mm-hmm. really cool um, in itself, honestly. Like, dude, dude. Well, so career uh, development. Hey, seriously, that's what on dad con is about. Seriously. So, um, in September of last year, so this school year, my kiddo started full time kindergarten, and um, I because of many reasons, I was starting to think about looking at full time work or halftime or something, but something more than photography on the weekends, Mm -hmm. which has been my gig. Um, And what's funny is I was expecting five or six months of rejection letters or no callbacks or, Hey, everything was great, but you need to work on your resume, your cover letters, crap, you know, those type of things. Um, But so I go to, Go to Home Dad Con Phoenix. Have an amazing time. Folks, if you haven't been to Home Dad Con, go. That's all mm-hmm. you need to know. Just go. Um, but so I go, have a blast. Um, I did a photography presentation, which was a lot of fun. It was too hot out, but still a lot of fun. We won't have that problem in Milwaukee. I don't think um, you can have I don't think you can go anywhere in Arizona. Well, anywhere in Phoenix and not have it be too hot. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it was it was roasting, but had a good time. And then I had skipped maybe one or two activities to get extra sleep that which happens is, which we always say yeah which we all say is okay to do when you go to home dad con right and so i did and enjoyed myself sleeping um so the last uh the, the last activity comes up and it's a um it's a, a board a panel there we go looking for the word it's a panel um talking about kids with special needs and IEPs and stuff like that. And I had just had a knockdown drag out IEP meeting for my kid with the anticipation of more coming. So when I had the schedule initially, I was like, I got to go to that one. 
well, that was interfering with my last section of sleep time. (laughs) And so I'm looking, I'm like, oh, right. Okay. The next thing's coming up in 15 minutes. Uh, I think I'm just going to stay in and I'm looking at the schedule again. And I'm like, I am okay, okay. And then I see that. I'm like, oh, man, that's the most relevant thing in the entire day. Right. Or the, the entire two days. It's the most relevant thing. So I put my shoes on begrudgingly, and I go downstairs, Um, go in, and there's a panel, and I know the three dads that are on the panel. So I'm like, I'll, I'll just talk to them off to the side who, you know, I already know them. I think I have their email addresses. And then I see two guys that I don't know. And it's like, Oh, okay. Here's the pros. All right. I don't know them. And then before I can leave, you know, it fills in behind me. So now I'm, now I'm stuck and it's going to, I'm going to be noticed if I leave. <laughs> so, so I, I, I stay for it. And as I'm listening, a lot of great info, a lot of great thoughts coming through. But as I'm listening to the pros that were both from Dad's Move, um, the important person being uh, uh, Nelson Rascone, my now boss, uh, as they're talking, I'm like, wait a second. That sounds like Washington State. Because they, they hadn't said where they were from, mm-hmm. just their organization. And they keep talking. And I'm like, that that's Tacoma. Tacoma's like 40 minutes north of me, maybe 30 on a good day with, you know, with a decent car. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be kidding me. So afterwards I go up and yep, they're from right around here. And they do peer support work, or they're going into peer support work at the time, but they um work with dads who have kids with special needs and and other needs, um, do trainings and retreats and all this stuff. So I go up and I tell Nelson a quick story about the last IEP meeting I had mm-hmm. and how they lied to me about something. Kid you not, dude goes like this. They can't do, I mean, he gets. <laughs> Getting up out of his chair. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> he goes, he goes full peer on me. And, yep. um, and we're running out of time. The, the closing, everybody's got to move so they can clean out the room for closing and stuff. So um, I'm like, I know they can't. He's like, oh, it's like, if you want to talk about it more, here's my card. He gives me his card. And there's like, and I told him that I have a, a therapy background. He's like, and we'll be hiring soon. <laughs> gives me his card. <laughs> I put my card in the back of my phone with the little case thing, right? Mm-hmm. In the very back where you can't see it. And I forget about it because how many cards do you get from people that are like, oh, we're doing this or we're doing that or yeah, yeah, yeah. One out of a million times you actually connect. Um, most times I end up connecting because I got somebody's picture and I end up tagging them. But otherwise, you don't connect on that stuff and and we're be hiring soon. Yeah, right. Two, three years and not me. <laughs> so I so I just put it in the back of my mind, forget about it. Um, then I start getting, I think I got three different messages from from dad's connected saying did you see they posted that job did you see they posted that job did you see they posted that job <laughs> okay so i go i look at the job i apply on facebook that was a first i was gonna say i've um, never really heard of that but okay no i applied on facebook and like over half of it was thrown into the application already from my contact info so that was nice yeah and within two weeks i was hired nice, nice. there you go 
So and what job? Yeah, and it's did the they... only well, so and it's the only job I applied for. So all of that craziness didn't happen. Um, they hired me as a peer support specialist. So essentially what I do is I help uh, dads who are raising kids with uh, developmental needs and other special needs, um, uh, like navigate the, uh, the school system, navigate healthcare systems um, with a combination of my lived experience and what I know and the resources that I have on hand or I'm connected with. Um, and then, you know, just a lot of support, a lot of talking stuff through, um, meeting them where they're at, no judgment. It's, it's, it's very different from therapy because I'm not suggesting stuff for them to do. And I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, trying to figure out clinically what's going on. That's not, they've, most times they've got a therapist. That's not my role. My role is to support them and their goals and what they want to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. And hopefully have some uh, supportive words to get them through some really difficult stuff sometimes. Wow. That's, cool. That's awesome. I do man. want to ask you, uh, because again, if you're, if you're in it or if you're involved in it, you know, all the acronyms. Um, but if you're not, right. or you're just getting into it. So IEP, you mentioned a couple of times and IEP meetings. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Sorry. And, and when we talk about the podcast, we'll have an IEP episode coming out within hopefully about a month or two. Um, so IEP is called an individualized education plan. And it's for when you have a diagnosis for your kiddo and you have a team at the school that you work and figure out uh, the best ways to help your kid and, um, while they're at school. It is, and, and you you put, come up with a plan and you sign it and it's legally binding. Like it's it's a big deal. It's a real a contract, big, a big contract, and it can get confusing for anybody. It can be manipulated by people. It can. I mean, it's you can go through tons of training and still not know stuff. Um, it's yeah, it's a it's a and wild world. From what I've heard, the team at the school is not on your side. Am I am I, am so, I correct in that? So funny thing about that. I went in uh, my I have family in education and family who has worked psych in education. And so I was I was told they're on your side. They want the best for your kid um, and to go in positive. So I did. Um, my experience so far has not been the most positive. Mm -hmm. um, that's not everyone's experience. Um, and, and you will find people who are on your side. You will find, I can't say that everyone on the other side of that table isn't on my side. I know at least one or two fully are. So my son does have an advocate in the school. Um, I'm not going to say more than that to, mm -hmm. you know, to not out anyone, but for, for sure. Um, but schools have budgets and agendas and opinions and et cetera. So, so far, my personal experience is if they can push you around a little bit to get what they want, they will. That is my personal experience so far. Um, I'm lucky again to have family that has experience. So I have a family member that comes with me that knows about, I don't know, 
two decades more knowledge about IEPs than I do. That's a good tool to have so in your back pocket. <laughs> it has been invaluable. I I, I owe them so much, uh, but they love they love my son, so they're willing to come out and help. Um, and so that's it's it's weird. It's slowly becoming a passion of mine to go and help other parents that are dealing with the same. Yep. Um, and, and my boss's reaction to my experience, that first meeting, I'm understanding that more and more mm -hmm. because as you, as you fight for your kid and as you feel like you're coming up against roadblock after roadblock that don't seem to be needed. Um, yeah, that frustration builds not only for your kid, but just the system in general. Um, also that, that table, um, the, the technical reason you have so many people on the other side is because they need to have everyone there that could possibly have something to say that, that is valid, right? So you could have a psych there, you could have, you know, uh, a para there, you've got someone taking notes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it is very intimidating and that can be, that can be used for good or for evil in my opinion yeah. mm -hmm. um so having someone on your side also for those that have never done an iep meeting or maybe you have and you don't know this you can bring anyone you want on your side if it's just for support if it's um somebody that works with your kid outside the school like you that is your right you can bring anybody they just sign a little release and they're good to go mm -hmm. wow um, so I could bring an army if I wanted to, but <laughs> that would, that would look a little weird. And everybody has to take an hour in the middle of the day off, which yeah. is a little difficult. Often a bit difficult. And it seems like when you talk about the intimidation factor, I mean, I don't, I don't expect this is something that I will have to deal with, uh, personally. Um, we'll see. I mean, things might develop, mm -hmm. but, uh, the reality of it is this is a day to day for a lot of, uh, a lot of parents. And going to that, I know that the school is, I don't want to say ready, but they're kind of prepared. Oh, it's, it's their profession. You know, they're, right, exactly. And going in as a, like if if I had to, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm getting into. I wouldn't be intimidated personally just because I'm just, you know, it's just, all right, we'll do what we do. I'm sure they're here to help me and I, I will be right or wrong. We'll see. But the ability to get with somebody and to have somebody come with you, even you talked about being peer support uh, for your job that at dad's move. Um, and I wanted just to talk a little bit more about why or how to get into touch with you guys or how to get you involved with something that like I'm in Wisconsin and you're in, um, no, Oregon. No, he's in Washington. Washington State. <laughs> My Washington brain. State. We'll just edit that out. Danny knows what he's talking about. I swear he's not an idiot. Uh, but you're in Washington. So you're, you know, other side of the country, basically. How's the availability or the or the access to Dad's Move, and how would we get in touch with you if we need? It? So um, for peer support, those type of services, that's in Washington State, and um, we're in uh, about seven, nine counties, something like that. Um, and to reach out best would be the website that dad, dad's move.org. Um, uh, also we're on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach out those ways. Uh, we're working on uh, our training system 
So we'll have new trainings dropping pretty soon here. Those will be on the website. Um, and then we have a monthly, and I will get this to you. I think it's the fourth Thursday every month, something like that. Uh, that could be wrong. I will find the right one. <laughs> but we have a hopefully uh, growing bigger support group where we all pop on. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've got some experience, but folks like Nelson, folks like my boss have an amazing amount of experience and knowledge and a lot of every state's a little different, but a lot of it is the same across state lines. Cause a lot of it's federal federally regulated. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the knowledge that he has, it, it it's nationwide. It can go anywhere. I wanted to ask. Oh. So the, oh. the organization is called dad's move. Uh, I noticed that it's got some, uh, like dad or like a M dot O dot V. Don't e. ask me. What's the acronym, man? <laughs> it's not written in front of me. I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> Mentoring others through voices of experience. Thank you, Nelson. Because that's, I do. That's the only person that ever knows. Oh, it. you have it. Because I have it in front of you. Yeah, because well, I pulled up the website. I'm not going to try to sit and talk about Danny's it. Danny's my no fact checker. Yeah. Man, Danny's so awesome. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> no. But I love it, too, because uh, Brock and I talk about it all the time, that two things that we think all dads should have. One is a men's group. Um, which this is, and then two is a mentor, someone that you can go to and ask them, Hey, I, you know, and it, in this case so much, because I know for me, just the, the, what I would say really are kind of minor emotional issues, issues that my kid has. It's still new. I don't know what I'm doing. And sure. he reacts in ways that I, I understand because I react those ways and that's how I grew up. But like, I see how off-putting it is uh, to my wife. You know, his mom's looking at him like, I don't understand why, what, what is the, what's going on? And I'm like, uh, this is, uh, this is nothing. Right. But having the ability to go to somebody and say, okay, I'm going into this. I don't even know what IEP stands for, but they said, I need right. one so that I can get my kid to go to school. I don't even, you know, so the, the ability to go to the support group and it's virtual, I assume. So yep. Yep. log in and, and um, and, and we've got folks from all over the States that'll show up. Um, and to what you're saying, it's it's very interesting because uh, I found out my son's on the spectrum and mm -hmm. we, we knew something, you know, most parents, you know, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. Finally got him diagnosed. And I was on one of these uh, one of these support groups with with our uh, with our org. And before anybody else showed up, there was another peer that had just gotten hired that was on and his son's on the spectrum and is two years younger than mine. I hadn't been reaching out for support outside of work and I hadn't really been looking for anything, but we were talking and it blew my mind how similar things were. Even though our kids are on different parts of the point of the spectrum, there's so many things where it was, it was just understood and we didn't have to explain any further. Mm -hmm. And we could, we could share all of these experiences and to get that validation of oh yeah no i've been through that my kid does exactly that and you think no other kid does that you know that's yeah. not true or possible because there's a lot of kids out there but to have another parent be like oh yeah and that sucks doesn't it yes like you don't have to fix it just tell me that you understand it and it sucks too and that works mm -hmm. yeah and i love too that it's because it's not for necessarily at home dads. It's just for fathers and the, uh, the right. mission statement on it. And, I, and again, got the website. So I'm doing these things, 
uh, not by memory, but the mission is to strengthen the father's role in raising children with behavioral health needs. To strengthen the father's role, I think, is one of the best ways to put what fatherhood is becoming yeah. as we as we move forward. You know, sure. it's our involvement to be invo- an involved dad, even if we're, you know, job outside the home, working in the home, working from home, whatever it might be the development of what, uh, what it means to have a father in the family. And especially in this case where it's, it's children that need more care than uh, another child might, or need, you know, uh, we need to put a ramp in or what have you, something small, something big, but the ability for the fathers to be involved in that, because I think all of us, at least at home dads have run into, you know, the, the school only calls your wife or your partner. You know, the school only, you know, well, is, is, is your wife coming? Uh, What? Like to the doctor, you know, oh, oh, uh, you brought the kids today. How neat. And I'm like, yeah, I will bring the kids every time. This is my thing. This is my profession, you know, and, and the, the, we're, you know, and and we're getting better, but so we're just kind of shunted off to the side. And especially when you look at a board of people that are getting together to do an IEP with you and what their expectation is, you know. And then, oh, well, there's, uh, what's he doing here? Kind of feel, oh, I mean, I, w- I would think that would be there. Yeah. Well, and uh, Nelson, has, so, I mean, that's really the whole point. We also work with moms and we work with non-binary folk, right? but but really trying to strengthen um, the, the the dad role. And uh, the, the guys that started the org, they were, they have the lived experience of working with their kids with, you know, with special needs, and um, they were seeing a, a a lack of men in all of these mm-hmm. roles. You walk in, and the school is usually mostly uh, women that are dealing with the stuff, and they were really like, "Well, no, men need to be doing this more." Um, and Nelson has a great story. I won't say the entire thing because I can't remember it, and it's his story to tell. But he has a great story about uh, sitting in an IEP meeting with his wife, and they keep asking his wife stuff, and she's like he's the expert on this. Like mm-hmm. he's the one that's been, that knows all this stuff. Why do you keep, you know, <laughs> looking at me and asking me directly? But that's, yeah. that's definitely the assumption going on. Um, mm-hmm. Also pretty funny. One of the first times I ever got a call instead of my wife, and it was right after I started this job. So I had to tell them, unfortunately, I'm at work. I was literally <laughs> out of my office. And so I had to tell them, sorry, I'm at work. Please call my wife. <laughs> did that feel really good it was hilarious i laughed my butt off okay i i joyously <laughs> told my wife about that wait she's like they said they tried to call you i'm like isn't that hilarious they finally tried to call me yeah <laughs> i mean there's definitely lots of dads who are probably like i wish that was me they'd call <laughs> they'd call me first yeah, it was seriously one of two times in like five years that doctors schools whatever like yeah no i got it all the time and i mean i was full-time stay at home my mom uh, my mom my wife my, my son's mom uh she was full-time working the entire time we'd put it down like call dad call dad call dad nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've had, I mean, I've literally have gone to the school and because they'd call my wife and I would show up and I'm like, hey, I think you're, you're supposed to call me first. Can we double check, make sure that's what we're doing? Cause my wife is not, I mean, you're, you're just interrupting everything. She's in a meeting or on the phone or yeah. in a meeting and on the phone. I mean, she just doesn't have the time to do, do this. Um, 
And the lady was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is a note here. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I should have read that. And I'm like, so just so just why do like IEPs. Yeah, just like IEPs, people don't read what they're supposed to read. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. It was in hieroglyphics, man. She couldn't read it. Right. Couldn't translate it. Long yeah. language. You, you mentioned training. Um, you said there's some training programs that are in development. And who is that training for? And what would it be? What kind of do you know what kind of offerings will be coming up? I don't know specifically because things are in flux. Things are very in flux. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, they'll be for dads. I think I think there's a couple that'll be uh, relevant for professionals as well. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's a lot coming down, coming down the line. Okay. Um, the the org really ramped stuff up. Got a lot of grants. Did a lot of hiring in the last couple of months. Awesome. And so we we went from. Uh, just a few of us driving around in our boss's truck trying to talk to resources in town to a pretty substantial crew of folks. Yeah, you'll just have to have me back on to talk about the training when they mm -hmm. when they pop up. Heard something, and I could it could be I could be wrong. It's happened before, and it could be just an idea that didn't quite float yet, but that it might be training for other dad organizations. You know, potential to help other organizations understand how to deal with these things and how to teach their their members or dads to, you know, handle I'm these things not, as well. So I'm not specifically on the exact trainings, mm -hmm. so I don't want to. No, no. just no. a rumor, just something okay. I heard. <laughs> Let's keep it a rumor. It'll a be a surprise. Bird. Hey, I'm I'm curious. So speaking of rumors and hearing oh, things, oh. like I, I I'm curious. Uh, is are you or any of your uh, uh, folks uh, going to make an appearance at uh, Milwaukee on the uh, behalf of Dad's move? No, what's happening in Milwaukee? Home Dad Con. Oh, that right, yeah, right, that. right, right. Yeah. No, so um, uh, Nelson and I are presenting. Uh, cool. We're, we're uh, presenting on the um, uh, power of advocate of uh, advocacy and um, well, and how to cultivate kind of the skills you already have um super excited i'm super excited i love presenting at home dad con it's going to be my fourth time third time fourth time something like that um so i'm super excited and nelson had a blast last year he had such a good, good time at home dad con so um and it'll be fun we haven't presented together yet so it'll be it'll be a, a good time to see how we work together that's cool in that way otherwise well, he, we work together great so i expect it'll be a good time yeah well and he was he was uh really enjoying like uh the time like in the evenings at the beer share it seemed like yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I i think that might have helped me get my job but don't, don't quote <laughs> me on that. <laughs> it's a nice sweeten the deal type we, thing sometimes it is about who you know there is an amount of hey i'm already familiar with this guy right i know who they are i know what i'm getting into with them and yeah i made a, go I made a good impression right yeah, that's that's i, I mean honestly that's it is funny that it's at the beer share but it is that thing that is a good impression it wasn't only there i met up at the panel no i know I yeah, yeah. Talked <laughs> about otherwise my god sure. i just like the Calls fact that yeah, me in yeah, trouble. Yeah, the panel sure the panel yeah I already, hey, but, I already didn't know the acronym. I'm going to get quizzed on that now. <laughs> Thanks, Brock. It's all good. 
Nelson, you, you, he can, he can owe me a drink for, uh, for putting you in the hot seat there on that one. <laughs> I'm get it tattooed. Jeez. But I will say I this though, foot. like it's really cool to see sort of this, um, kind of new element arising at the convention with the ability to have networking opportunities like that. Because I think in the past, like there was not, uh, that was not so much something that like probably dads even considered a lot of times was that there was that ability to maybe have some sort of connection with presenters and be able to do something with them possibly. Um, and so it's really neat to see, you know, just how that all evolved for you and, and where, where you're, you know, what you're doing, where it's going. Um, it, it's, yeah. it's exciting. And for me, like that's, that's something that I, I just love to see within the convention itself is just this growth of, you know, new things within within the uh, confines of an annual convention that then takes off for the rest of the year. Well, I think it's it's nice to have support wise. You know, there's you have waves of dads that come through. Yeah. And I, I, I know we all know a few folks that they were really big when we got in. And then their kids got a little older and they weren't, some people were on the path. They're not going to work a full-time job again. I I have friends outside of the org and inside of the org. <laughs> Danny, org Danny where's that, where's that badge of honor? Man, I am retiring <laughs> right. from this freaking job. I'm going to do this until awesome. I retire. Awesome. <laughs> like three Some years. of us can't do that. <laughs> That's not in the cards for some of us. And so you see these waves kind of, of like, earlier. Of like five, <laughs> ten people or something. <laughs> but you see these waves of dads. And mm -hmm. now that I've been in long enough, like I've became part of that another wave where it's these people that were really involved, but then their kids get a little older, budgets get a little tighter, life happens. And it's like, well, now it's kind of time to go back to work. Mm -hmm. Um and I think before it just people kind of did it on their own and it just kind of dissipated. People just kind of left. Whereas now we're actually talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I wonder if as an org, if it wasn't a little sort of taboo at some point, like yeah. even though it was said once a stay at home dad, always a stay at home, like you're in it, you know, we're brotherhood, et cetera, et cetera. But it was still kind of like, where the hell is blank? Yeah. Oh, he's gone now. Oh, he died. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he got a job. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> but I will it. say this. I will say this though. In that in that idea of, you know, the stay-at-home dad going into the work workforce or whatever, um, there are quite a few that still try to find ways to come back to the convention. And I think that, sure. you know, that is just a testament of spouses seeing the impact of sending their you know, kids, dads off to this convention for a weekend to be able to come back and, you know, be just either recharged with connecting with some friends and learning a few things or actually like getting some more resources uh, for, you know, just being a father, that kind of thing. Like um, that was the one thing that when I, you know, was like, all right, I want to take on, you know, a new job. But at the same time, I don't want to give up going to the convention and, mm -hmm. you know, having that 
time um, away from the house, away from the kids, being able to recharge and all that. And, you know, Corey was very much like, yeah, like, you know, just make sure that your work knows about it. And I, I don't have an issue with it. Like, we'll we'll figure out the schedule just like we normally do. And so it, yeah. it's worked out really well to where I don't, you know, I don't foresee me missing one here, hopefully for a while. Good. <laughs> Well, um, when I, when I got hired and I, I had like a two week buffer before I started and with my, with my therapy background, I do things as intentionally as I can. And I think through stuff and I meditate on what's going to change, you know, all this transitions suck for everybody. So, and me included. So I was like, okay, what's going to be different? I'm like, oh man, I'm going to miss home dad con. Like it, it, it was a legit morning process and oh, i remember mind. that like, conversation I'm, we had about that yeah uh, yeah you're like you're going and i'm like dude i got a full-time job now i'm gonna be working what are you talking about mm-hmm. and um but eventually talking with nelson he was like well let's put in for a presentation and if you get it let's go and so yeah i still get to be a part of it i still get to participate and you know it's it's been a great community over the last uh, oh what this will be my sixth convention mm-hmm. so it's been a great community over all this time and i mean it's not like i would lose anybody not going to the con like that's if you if you're going to lose people that's your fault because you're not staying connected um i'm not going to lose anybody but the experience in person all of that time just you know just the dads like you can't replicate it. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing thing. So I'm glad I'm not missing it. Yeah, me too. For both of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and we, we talk about, and, and it's really been part of my focus for the convention and trying to, to find speakers and do things and panels and all that is career development. Um, making it an actual parenting conference about, you know, career development and whether that's developing your career as an at-home parent, or if it's developing, well, this is what I can do until this point, And then when I need to move to something else, or I want to move to something else, that transition, which is, as you both know, can be very scary and very intimidating, but having things like that as part of the convention, I think is part is showing up more and more because of the growth of the convention, where it's becoming more than, you know, I mean, 25 years ago, I don't think we would recognize it today. And I definitely don't think those guys, if they jumped forward in time, would really understand what it's developed into. Uh, and I always talk to everybody, you know, how great the convention is. Everybody needs to, everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go. But it is actually because of legitimate, uh, useful information, skills. I mean, we've got, uh, I mean, this is something small, but we have someone coming in to teach us how to sew on a button and on patches and maybe how to use your sewing machine. Now, for some of us, that's something we have never done, or maybe we did like in fifth grade or something. And, but if you think about the number of times you run into uh, a knee that's torn out or, or, or the seam is ripped in, in the, in the crotch of the pants or whatever, whatever it might be, the elbows of every shirt, it seems like for my kids, how do I put a patch on? I guess they're just going to wear it till it falls off. And then it'll be like, they're they're playing the mud clothes or something. I'm not going to try to put a patch on it. I just I don't know how. Right. Um, well, I th- I think how. it's great that like like especially last year the nail painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to that 
took my camera. Some of my favorite photos from the con mm-hmm. was from that. But I, I think a lot of the remaining taboos that we still had mm-hmm. that, that even stay at home dads inside a, inside as a community still had are falling away to mm-hmm. where all of these things can be talked about and can be, and not only talked about, but yeah, we're going to do it too. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. and owning it. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a, a, a wife or a husband thing. It's not a mom or a dad thing. It's a parent thing. And we're here to parent and buying all new clothes. Cause everything's wearing out is expensive. Mm-hmm. If I can fix it, that's manly to fix it. Let's fix it. <laughs> manly. If you have to put, you know, you know what I, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah a little man. sexism is fine every once in a while. Okay, Whew, okay, good. Just a little bit though. I don't, I don't want to throw away too much. <laughs> I, but, I, 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 uh, I, I was, I heard about that the the sewing thing. For me, like I've been sewing stuff since I was in junior high, honestly, and, mm-hmm. and like it's. Hey, I'm an something. expert at cross stitch. I was doing that in like second grade. I get it. <laughs> we're all, who, we're took, all a little different. who took home ec oh yeah take home ec? Hey, totally my, took my home undergrad, whatever that, they're not calling it home ec now but whatever that is no, yeah my undergrad yeah. was family and consumer sciences with a specialty in family studies that's yeah. grown-up home ec grown-up home ec, yeah there you go there you ec, go. home ec yeah. professional home ec but yep. i feel like i use my sewing abilities more than anything to repair stuffies all yes. the time like, yes. Like, yes. Like I feel like go. Doc yes. McStuffins half the time in my house because it's just like, yes, Papa, my tiger's got a hole in it yep. or something along those lines. Like, no, stop trash it. Your, we need a new one. Stop sticking your finger in there, and making the hole bigger, making the hole bigger. Yeah, and pulling the stuffing out. No, <laughs> no, stop it. But, yeah, and it's it's happened at this house. We haven't even been here like not even two years, year and a half or so. And I have three times come in and there's something sitting on my desk. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and it's a leg <laughs> that they pulled off one of their stuffed animals. It's a like, horse's well, head. I, did, I like, didn't want to. Like, <laughs> some strings start playing in the background. A little, a little horn. Yeah. I guess. Should, I, should I be aware of what's going on? My children going to hurt me. Oh, dude, I want to I want to get into your room at home. Dad con and put a stuffed horse's head. <laughs> Like like this big, it's like right in there. It was, see, it's just a small threat. Just a small threat. It's, a, it's a small yeah, no, threat. an imaginary threat, like an imaginary horse. Hey, hey, can man. I just say, Joe, if you're gonna do that, can you like, can you make sure that you find a stuffed stuffed horse, cut it off, sew it up, and have it oh. in your like carry on backpack so that when you come through TSA, because <laughs> that would be excellent. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Um, can you step aside. You know what's funny? What the is, hell is this? <laughs> I travel with so much uh, electronical equipment oh, that yeah. I get pulled aside every time. Even if I got pulled out on my way to Belize, because with all of my stuff in the tub, Ugh. I put everything in three mm-hmm. tubs, and they pulled the tub aside, <laughs> not the bag. I'm like, uh, sir. And I look over and the guy, gra- it was great because somebody else, you know, pulls it for screening and the guy grabs it and goes, yeah, you're okay. He just hands <laughs> nice. it to me. But I still have nice. to get out of all the line and everything else. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, every time. So goodness. yeah, now it'll just be, instead of thinking I'm doing something because of all the electronical equipment, electronical, elect- whatever, um, they'll, they'll think that <laughs> something racist and they got to pull me aside to the horse's head. 
<laughs> Electronical. Love Electronical. it. Hey, uh, speaking of home dad con, before we uh before we uh call this uh show a, a wrap, um you uh have been part of a committee uh here over the past year, two years now almost, uh, to raise funds for the scholarship uh through the beer share. Last year mm-hmm. at Phoenix was unbelievable um just the way that you guys orchestrated it and um pulled it off and raised you know quite a bit of money uh i don't remember the exact number but it was i think well over three thousand dollars something like that over three grand yep yeah so um what what should uh guys be looking for what's what's in store for uh for milwaukee all righty so i gotta i gotta transition there all right so yeah beer share um yeah our our second year uh doing it as a charity but it has been going on for before i was involved with the con um it's gone from like seven or nine beer nerds that all knew about it to i i didn't count but i think all told we probably had 45 or 50 people easily come through Mm-hmm. Um, easily yeah maybe more i mean we had a bunch of people that came in and had a taste or come in and have the non-alcoholic options that we had uh provided by uh me from uh getting stuff from three magnets out here in olympia washington and matt strain getting stuff from athletic uh i can tell you for certain three mags will be a part of it again uh athletic i'm nice. just guessing Mm-hmm. I would imagine Matt's going to probably have some but, stuff too, but I'm just guessing. Um, so, so right off the bat right there, if you're a non-drinker and you're okay being around beer, we got options for that too. And it's, Oh, it's good stuff. Um, it is surprisingly good. It thank is. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, well, and I will, I didn't even know I was going to be a part of it this year. Cause I thought I wouldn't be even showing up, but I still am. So cool. I love it. Essentially, the beer share is three nights. We'll be running it nine to midnight. Uh, and it's in the um, uh, in a shared space. So you can show up before and you can stay after. But the activity of it will be nine to 12 every night. We, um, we provide the beer. You can bring beer to share if you want to. But we provide a ton of beer from across the country. Some of it bought by ourselves. Most of it donated by amazing breweries and brewers. Yeah. Um, we also have swag. Some of the best stuff we had last year was swag that guys were fighting over. Oh, you <laughs> had some great. You had some great different like ball caps, man. Those that Hats, was shirts. Um, yeah. Bottle openers that are like 250 bucks to get. Uh, but so we we do a raffle for most of it. And then when a few special things, we do auctions. Um, we'll have Mr. David Rogers once again pouring for us. Uh, it was impromptu last year because we were spread thin and we didn't realize it. <laughs> we didn't have enough people and it was so huge. We're like, oh, God. Well, yeah. How can you? I, I don't see how you were pre- as prepared as you were. Cause I mean, I went in like one time cause I'm not a beer guy. I couldn't right. see the back of the room. 
Nope. Oh, all I could see is yeah. Yeah, I got like these little taster cups of different kind of beers, and like one guy standing in five guys around him, and they're all just taking little you know drinks of it and comparing it. And I'm like, I can't even see the windows in here. It was amazing yeah, no. that you got all that pulled together. You guys did great work. Well, I, I had an amazing team with me, and they're all on board again. The only difference is hopefully all four will be there this year instead of two that couldn't mm-hmm. make it. And yeah. I mean, the two that couldn't make it, they did amazing work, you know, leading up to it and some stuff during from far away. But this year, at least one of them will definitely be there. I would say one of them, it's in, his, it's in his home state. He better be there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, Paul will be there. We're hoping Brian will be there. Uh, but Eric and Quetzal are both scheduled to be there as well. So right there, we've got more people. We've got about uh, three more that we've added on so if everybody nice. shows we'll have eight people wow to help out so we can double up on a couple of roles uh because last year we got no time during that and and because it was in my room and because uh not to out anybody but the conference put the wrong time um people showed up to my room at seven and left at two for three <laughs> nights i mean it was fun but I didn't get to have any, you know, during that, any side time with anybody to chat or, you know, mm-hmm. all the, all the other things about home dad con I absolutely love. Yep. Um, so is the, is the, uh, yeah. the shared space for this year, is it like uh, sort of like a lounge type deal, sort of like what Cincinnati was? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So it's got a oh, bar type of like bigger, setup. Bigger nice. than Cincinnati. Wow. And um, working on figuring out media because we did it last minute last year this year we're going to plan it better but i'm going to have some brewers call in while we're tasting their beer so maybe they can say a couple things we can thank them i love to be able to thank them in real time and be like this beer is fire and thank you so much um because they really do you know some of these guys i've got and gals i have personal relationships with some i don't some we've interviewed once on the stay at home dad beer cast um and but they're just all so generous and giving of what they've got, and yeah. and especially more than a few of them have been stay-at-home parents. Mm-hmm. Nice stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home dads. You posted. Well, I think. so there's that one, but there's ones before that that maybe they just don't talk about it that much, or it was a year or two. But I, I come into contact with some brewers that. If, if they don't have that experience, they're still like, wow, we know how that hard that was, or my mom was a stay-at-home mom, or you know, whatever. But then yeah. occasionally I've run into some that do have that lived experience, and they're like, any way I can help, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember how hard that was, and if this means dads – because now, well, in the last year, too, all of the proceeds go to the scholarship fund. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm able to tell brewers, like, yeah, this is going to send stressed-out dads – that are working at home, they, they're like, here, take take my stuff. Like, if it's going to help you, what do you need? Wait, that's awesome. So, so yeah, so, and it's, yeah, three nights. Um, You don't have to bring anything. You can bring beer if you want, but you don't have to. And there's no, there's no cover charge. There's no fee to get in. Yeah. Like, just show up and you're good to go. I'll tell you, the one thing that I'm looking forward to with it is the fact that because of all the money that's been raised here soon, we'll be in a couple, I, th- I forget, I think it's maybe like the beginning of July. We'll be cutting. It will be cutting the time off for people that can nominate or nominate themselves for the uh, scholarship. And You're still on the committee, right? I am. Yeah. And so oh, I'm excited. 
Oh, you? Yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. You are too. Okay, so, good. I'm yeah, you're on there. Yeah, you, you and me, and and Charlie. Uh, okay, good. There. So Have you I know, I'm I'm looking forward to us sitting down and uh, you know being able to award uh, yeah. you know a lot of guys the opportunity to come um, and really just that's one of my favorite things to do. And for me, like I love being able to just call them up, like and uh, and tell them in person over the phone versus like sending them an email because you get to like experience their like shock and awe of the whole thing and it's so That's much awesome. fun uh but i want to make one call but i know it's if 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 this person gets it you're going to want to make the call but i want to make one call that's fine we can we can make it happen it's all good Ooh, cool you're gonna hate me for it but um no, <laughs> and and so the so the first year when we didn't plan you know and we just it all started with a, a tip jar because yeah in cincinnati uh, paul and i yeah because paul and i well me mainly wanted to get you know three in the morning hot dogs across the street and instead of getting 20 dollars in tips we ended up with like 300 yeah um <laughs> so it's like and i looked at him i'm like man we are complete jerks if we take this for food you have steak dinner at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> right and so he's like well we should donate it to the perfect well so then so then last year it was three thousand. so what we're going up by by uh tens is that is that 10 times so what i need i need thirty thousand dollars this year <laughs> <laughs> wow that's quite the compound <laughs> i'm looking at don hudson i'm looking at i got a couple people in mind <laughs> bring your checkbooks gentlemen oh man help well regardless um, it sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun so that's oh that's, it's gonna be a blast it's gonna, gonna be a blast good. and the milwaukee guys have been great and the fact that it's in Milwaukee gives me the chance to tell all the Seattle guys that the Milwaukee guys are talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Up. Uh, I had one brewer that was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm gonna, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe talk to some of the Cincinnati guys down here and see since, you know, now that I'm actually working in the industry is be able to go up to some of those guys and see if we can get uh, get some things from Cincinnati. I know I'm bringing stuff from our brewery, but. Um, We've got like two or three guys now that since last year are working in the brewery, like in the in the beer industry. Hey. It's like, y'all better show up if I'm not even in the industry <laughs> and I'm kicking all your butts like I'm 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 calling your bosses and bragging. Uh, <laughs> um, that, that sounds like but, a challenge. OK. <laughs> Before, real quick, um, I do want to bring up the uh, uh, new podcast. Oh, yeah. Do you mm -hmm. want to bring the uh, – just real quick. I don't want to take a lot of you guys' time. I know we've been chatting for a while. Um, cut whatever you want. Just cut me. Uh, I feel like Rocky. <laughs> cut me. Cut me, Brock. Cut me. Um, no, so – Adrian, I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I've been doing the stay at home dad beer cast for, oh gosh, almost three years now. going to come up mm -hmm. on three years in September. Um, and I love podcasting. I love talking to people. I love interviewing. Well, so when I got this new job, uh, I was like, God, what do you think about a podcast for the job? And Nelson goes, I've been wanting to do that for years, mm. but I've never had the manpower and never had folks that, you know, knew what they were doing. Et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sitting here like, look at all my great podcasting gear. The <laughs> board knew everything. So he told me to run with it. And nice. so what we're doing right now, it's the Dad's Move podcast. 
can get it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. And we do two different kinds of interviews. Um, the first kind is I am interviewing my um, coworkers that are also doing the same work because a lot of people don't know what peer work is and we're trying to demystify it and get that information out there. So I just recorded um, our second and that'll be out hopefully at the end of this week with uh, my coworker, Brian. And then the other half, the other type that we're doing that I'm super excited for is, and I, when we've done one of these, is we're going out and we're interviewing folks that you might come in contact if you're parenting a kid with special needs. Um, and, and also um, folks that have a specialty in topic. So next month will hopefully be our uh, IEP episode where we're going to talk to somebody that works IEPs as a profession. And is it a once a month podcast? Twice. Twice a month. Okay. Twice a month. Twice a month. Well, one of each kind. Right. Now. Okay. Okay. And um and so and so that's really become a passion of mine. Um eventually I hope to uh sit down with and uh ride along with a local fire department to talk about cuz cuz they don't respond if there's like crisis, right? Like if if it's dangerous. Yeah, they won't be responding. But I want to talk to folks about, okay, how do you deal with a kiddo that doesn't like to be touched and their fingers broken? Mm -hmm. You know, can you can you roll up on or what what as a parent, what do I need to tell you if you're going to be rolling up to my place and the sirens are going to freak my kid out? Mm -hmm. Are there situations where if I just have this extra knowledge, you know, what are the things that see as I, you know, I told you I'm amped for it? What are the things that other parents dealing with difficult situations at home would tell me if I knew this the first time, this is what I could have done. So getting out there and talking to those folks and getting kind of that, those um, kinds of answers. So people can be like, oh, hey, this might happen sometime. Click and get that information right there. Oh, that's great, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, getting a resource like that out there for, for parents because uh, that's uh, definitely a necessity. So Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always fun talking. It's always fun talking to you. And uh, honestly, like we'll have all the information that we've spoken about tonight in the show notes, so everybody can find Dad Moves and the podcast. And you know, we'll even put links on there for Home Dad Con. Um, and there's also a way on there for people to just put money into the scholarship. So there's that option as well. Or if you know somebody that's a brewer and wants to like kick in something for that, like let Joe know. We'll put his information in there too. Money too. Yeah. <laughs> money. If, if you want to give me stuff to sell, I'll I'll find a way to get money for it. But if you just want to give me the money for the scholarship fund, but make make sure you know beer share. Yeah, well, the, definitely. Money. But yeah, so but thanks for coming on the show, man. And yeah, uh, sure. we'll uh, we'll we'll see you hopefully in a few months, and uh, we'll talk to everybody mm -hmm. else uh, next week. So have a good one. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.